Is it wrong to be upset that somebody cashed out their life insurance before they were gone when you were going to get that money? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, a story from Express Swordfish 582 Am I the jerk for calling out my husband's co-worker's wife for trying to flush a maxi pad down our toilet? I'm still pretty mad at the whole ordeal. My husband's co-worker and his wife are both mad at us and think I humiliated her, but I think her lack of common sense is what did it. My husband and I recently hosted a cookout at our house for his co-workers. He gets along pretty well with most of them and enjoys hosting. Co-worker's wife Julia goes to the hallway bathroom and comes back. I end up going after her and notice the toilet is clogged and starting to overflow. Something large and white is stuck. I use the plunger to unclog it, and lo and behold, a very large bloody maxi pad. Julia was the last person to use the bathroom, so I come out and ask her if she tried to flush a pad down the toilet. She got embarrassed and said yes, and I told her she needed to go clean up the mess she made. There was water all over the floor, with particles of her pad and blood everywhere. I asked her if no one ever taught her to not flush a pad. We have a septic tank, and they cost thousands to repair. You don't flush pads, especially not the extra large ones. It's not like she tried to flush a panty liner or something. Julia cried and her husband yelled at me, but who does that, especially at someone else's house? Husband's two female co-workers came to my defense and pretty much said it was stupid of her to do that. Julia half-hearted cleaning up her mess and her and her husband quickly left. All of their co-workers think Julia shouldn't have done that, but my husband and his co-worker are having a whole feud about it. Am I the jerk for calling out my husband's co-worker's wife for trying to flush a maxi pad down our toilet? Part of me does feel bad for Julia here, but I think she wasn't using common sense. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy these hard-hitting Am I the Jerk here stories, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is from Throw RA No Picks, Please. Am I the jerk for saying that I don't want to be in pictures at my wedding as the bride? My fiance's family never held back on jabs about my nose. My fiance said he knew they really loved me the moment they started with the jokes. They're the kind of family that loves to make fun of each other. My grandparents used to make comments about my nose that were kind of crappy, especially because my dad is Jewish, although I've never known him, and I got the nose from him. In general, I've tried to not be sensitive about it because they don't like sensitive people. Although my history with it and knowing my nose came from my dad, who I don't know, made it a bit harder for me. My fiancé made this comment once, which was supposed to be joking and sweet, where he basically said he was so lucky for my nose because it was the only way he had a chance with me. That comment stayed in my head since. The idea that I'd actually be beautiful if it wasn't for my nose. I've had really bad self-esteem and would go in and out of believing I'm ugly. I started thinking about having a nose job. After we got engaged, I realized if I was going to do it, I should do it before the wedding. He was really supportive of the idea and excited for it. He made some comments about being glad I was losing the beak, something he'd never expressed before I suggested it, which confirmed to me that I needed it. My fiancé loves my new nose. I hate it so much. I feel like I'm staring at someone else's face. I look like any other woman in the world besides myself. I've always struggled with depression, and I was finally in a good place before this. Now I can barely get myself to leave my room for work. My fiancé is really frustrated with me. He thinks I objectively look better, and I need to get used to it. I know I'll have to, but I've been wearing a medical mask in the house because I can't stand to look at my face. 
He says this is me sulking like a toddler, but I can't control how I feel. He asked what I was going to do for our wedding, and I told him that I don't want to be in any pictures. He freaked out, saying my selfishness was going to get in the way of us having a happy wedding. I didn't want to let this hurt him, so I tried coming up with options like wearing my veil covering my face in the pictures, incorporating a scarf into the outfit, wearing my mask, etc. And he said if I do any of that, we might as well not get married at all. That hurt a lot. I can't stand to see myself in pictures like this, and having everybody see my nose the whole day would make this even worse for me. I'm already going to be blaming myself for the fact that I won't have my nose in pictures. I feel like I'm ruining the day for him, but what he wants will ruin it for me. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. This is all about their mental health and what they're comfortable with. It's easier said than done if you have like locked in commitments, especially financially. But to me, it sounds like maybe the wedding should be pushed back or postponed. And honestly, with a partner that treats you the way OP's partner has treated them, maybe canceling the wedding is the right thing to do. Our next story is from throwaway 636 Am I the jerk for telling my husband to get over himself after he accused me of sharing his private medical information with my friends? My husband's been in and out of the hospital for two months for health problems. He's getting home rest and his condition is stable, not improving but is at least stable. My female friends come over since I can't leave the house during the night and we chat in the living room for an hour or two. My husband heard me talk about his health with my friends and seemed bothered. I told him I was just telling them what's been going on, but he said I could keep it vague without disclosing his private medical info. I thought he was being ridiculous for this and thought he'd let it go, but last night he blew up at me after my friends left, saying that I once again went and shared private medical info about him without his consent and despite him repeatedly asking me to stop. We had a loud argument where I told him off for policing my mouth and told him to get over himself since it wasn't like I was sharing his medical file online or stuff like that. I'm just venting to my friends. He's sulking and refusing to let it go, saying I'm violating his privacy repeatedly and disrespecting his boundaries. But I think he overreacted. Am I the jerk? Personally, if you ask me, I think OP is the jerk. I think boundaries are boundaries and I feel like it was pretty clear how the husband felt and expressed himself. I get that OP feels differently about those boundaries and feels those boundaries are wrong, but it should be respected. Some people just don't want their medical information, serious or not, to be a topic of discussion. This next story is from ThrowRA6546009. Am I the jerk for calling my husband insane for missing work just to teach me a lesson because I didn't iron his uniform? Days ago, I, stay-at-home mother with three, was in the midst of doing laundry when my husband, breadwinner, works as a pilot, asked if I could iron his uniform before his shift. I didn't say yes because I was busy, laundry, then kids' homework, then cooking, etc. I said I may not find the time to do it. He turned around and walked away completely ignoring what I was saying. An hour later, he came downstairs freaking out asking why I didn't iron his uniform when he asked me to. I told him I was busy and reminded him of how I didn't say yes to his request. He blew up saying that I obviously don't care about him displaying professionalism at work. Um, it's just a uniform. It's not like it was dirty, just needed some ironing. He lectured me about how his work is important and that although I'm a stay-at-home mom, I should still make his job a priority. He decided to miss his shift as a way to teach me a lesson and show me how my lack of cooperation and my refusal to help him out 
could affect the money that keeps coming in. I called him insane for missing the shift, and he got offended and called me a hypocrite for calling him insane and acting all surprised when it was me who caused the situation to happen. I mean, I could have taken some time off doing my chores to iron his uniform, but still thought his reaction was a bit much. Am I the jerk? For those asking why he didn't iron the uniform himself? Because I'm the one who usually does the ironing. And he said, it's on the list of my house chores list, which is true, but I don't give it priority like other chores, like homework or laundry. I think OP is definitely not the jerk just because of how controlling the husband seems here. To me, like, it screams weirdly controlling, I would say maybe nearing abusive behavior. And honestly, how long does it take to iron? 10 minutes? There's no way that the husband couldn't just iron their own shirt. This next story is from Bop on the Head. Am I the jerk for reporting my daughter's substitute teacher? I, 35-year-old female, have a daughter, Sienna, 15-year-old female. I had her pretty young, and we had a really good and close relationship. She tells me a lot of stuff that happens at school, but one thing in particular stood out to me. Sienna has an individualized education program to be able to use the bathroom without a pass, as well as go to the nurse when she needs, get water and food when she needs, because she has chronic anemia and sometimes will pass out. This particular day, Sienna woke up late and skipped breakfast to catch the bus. She texted me while I was working and said she didn't eat and felt like she was going to have a fainting spell. I instructed her to ask to go to the nurse. She texted me a moment later, saying the teacher was telling her she had to wait until two other kids came back from the bathroom. Long story short, the two other kids were in the bathroom for quite a while, more than 10 minutes according to Sienna, and she fainted for a few seconds. I picked her up and then I called the school and reported the substitute for negligence. I told my twin sister and mom about this, and both of them said that the guy was just doing his job, and I shouldn't have called and made a huge fuss about it. So, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. OP actually meant to clarify that it was a 504, not specifically an IEP, but they have both of those things. I mean, if the substitute was just trying to do their best, that's completely fine, but OP should definitely reach out because... If they just allow it to be passed, there's not going to be any accountability for it. I don't necessarily think like this substitute should be blacklisted from ever working in this field again, but it would be hugely beneficial, I would think, to give them the information that what they did was incredibly inappropriate considering the kids' needs and special plans, that you can't be so black and white about it. Our next story is from Professional Gur 602 Am I the jerk for letting my brother-in-law eat my dog food? So my sister and her husband are living with me temporarily because of Hurricane Ian. Their home in Fort Myers is in bad shape. So I agree to let them stay with me and my dogs. I own a nice bungalow and it's just me and my dogs. It's a little crowded, but I can deal. I have a couple of little dogs and I like to make them raw food. It's healthy for them and I like knowing what they're eating. I use cheap ground meat and I mix in chopped up vegetables, seeds, and organ meat. I also mix in their doggy vitamins. I make up big batches whenever I find ground meat at a good price. Then I make patties out of the mix and freeze them. At night, I take out a couple of patties and leave them in the fridge to thaw out for the next day's food. When I was out yesterday, my brother-in-law saw the hamburgers in my fridge and decided to grill them up and eat them. When I got home, I went to feed my dogs, but the food was obviously not there. So I asked my sister if she had fed my dogs while I was out. She said that her husband had eaten the burgers in the fridge. I kind of giggled and said, oops, I guess I need to thaw more out. 
He heard me and said that they tasted off anyway. I told him the reason they tasted off is because they were dog food. He started dry heaving and saying he was going to puke. He yelled at me for keeping dog food around people food. I yelled back that he's a guest and while he's welcome to anything in the house, perhaps it would be best if he asked before he ate my food. Him and my sister are angry at me that I didn't label my dog food. I'm kind of angry that he complained. Yes, I'd be a little grossed out too, but it's just funny. He isn't hurt or anything. There's nothing that isn't edible by humans in the food I make. I wouldn't eat it myself, of course. Am I the jerk? Personally, I'm of the opinion, whether or not you're welcomed with open arms to stay in somebody's house or not, you should ask before going and eating something out of their fridge. Unless this is like one of those situations where you go over to their house so many times, it's like second nature, you just have like a understanding. I mean, who stays over at a relative's place, sees a patty in the fridge and goes, you know what, I'm going to cook that up and eat it myself. It's kind of a jerk move, so I don't think OP's the jerk. Is it acceptable to snack on relatives' food without ever asking? Our next story is from Plus Independent 3718 Am I the jerk for uninviting my dad to my wedding because he took back the money he promised? I want to be clear that this is not about money. I know no one owes us money, but he promised and it's about his reasoning. My fiancé and I are currently planning a wedding, and my mom got herself uninvited as we found out she'd made some jokes behind our back about my fiancé's appearance and style and saying that she was never going to be anything more than a stay-at-home mom. I was furious and uninvited her. A couple of people told me I was being a jerk as it was a one-time thing she said not thinking it would get back to us. Also she was tipsy, maybe a bit drunk. My dad recently found out that she wasn't going to be there, they aren't married, and confronted me. He said what she said wasn't nice, but realistically people crap talk and gossip, and I should give her the chance to apologize and move on. I explained that I can't let someone who feels that way come to our wedding, and he said that I was being ridiculous. He said that he was no longer going to pay for our wedding if I was going to treat my mom like that. I decided to uninvite him, as I feel he's no longer a supportive person. My fiancé was privy to this conversation and is obviously hurt. She doesn't want him there either, so I feel the need to support her. But now my dad and his wife are telling everyone how we feel entitled to their money and how arrogant we are for uninviting everyone who disagrees with us. I feel slightly weird about it because obviously he doesn't have to pay for our wedding. While I obviously think that what the mom said is awful, I mean, it just seems like this was a one-time thing where something awful got out, and OP took the nuclear option, and even when they tried to apologize and work towards moving past it, it was already blown up and the radiation was spewing out and there's no going back. Well, considering the dad probably feels it's unfair, I don't think I can blame them for pulling out money out of something that they feel they're getting mistreated in. And also, to be fair, they don't owe you the money regardless, even if they said they were going to pay for it. Would you guys agree with that? Our next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend I don't want the Christmas holiday to be all about her? I, 31-year-old male, have been together with my girlfriend, 25-year-old female, for two years now. We both live in the London, UK together, but I'm originally from the Czech Republic. I'll visit my family in my home country next Christmas. My girlfriend also wants to come. Last night we were looking for train tickets for her. I already booked my flight ticket separately. She's afraid of flying. While looking for dates, she told me that she'd like to arrive a few days before the actual Christmas. 
so she can relax and sleep a lot after the long train ride to prepare for the busy Christmas days. This really annoyed me. I told her I don't want this holiday to be all about her. I just want to have a good time with my family. She doesn't need to tell me how many days she needs to prepare and sleep and that she'll only have energy for three out of seven days. I wish she would keep me out of that. This has been a theme for every holiday. She's often tired after a social activity and needs to have a day rest in between. I feel super limited by that. I just want to have a good time, not a girlfriend who's always tired. My family also thinks it's weird that she sleeps long and sometimes skips an activity when we visit to do something on her own. But now she's upset with me. She told me she's reconsidering coming at all for Christmas. She says that I make her feel like she's not allowed to take up space. That it'll only be a fun and conflict-free holiday if she pretends she has more energy than she has. And yeah, it's true sometimes that I want her to just suck it up. I'm also tired sometimes and I don't let that limit my life. Is it so weird that I just want a peaceful holiday and for her to leave me out of comments that she's tired and wants to rest? 100% I think OP is the jerk in this situation. This might be one of the clearest posts that just straight up expose that OP and their partner just do not work well together. I'm not a very outgoing person myself. I know that if I go to a very big social event with family or a relative's family, I'm going to be very exhausted and I'm going to want a day off in between too if I can get it. My social battery isn't that big. So for those desires to be expressed and just met with, honestly, don't even tell me about that stuff. I don't even want to hear about it. Just suck it up sometimes. They just aren't compatible. Our next story is from Defiant Theme 4812. Am I the jerk? I want to cash out my life insurance policy so I can spend the last 9 to 12 months in comfort, but my parents, beneficiaries, are threatening to disown me. So yeah, I have a terminal medical condition, male 28, which I won't go into too much detail about. I didn't have the best health insurance and doctors, so I found out I had a big problem pretty much when it was too late. About the only thing I had of value other than some meager savings, an even smaller 401, and my car was a life insurance policy I got years ago when I was 18. It was a relatively small amount yearly and awesome terms, so why not? I always thought I could swap it over to a future wife and kids, but not happening now. So I haven't been able to work now for about two months, but I won't be eligible for hospice care until probably a few weeks before the end. The actual policy itself was for an eye-watering amount if I died before a certain age, which unfortunately is what is going to happen. I've been living at home with my parents rent-free since I stopped working, which is good of them. We haven't had the best relationship growing up, and they pretty much only did the minimum required by law in terms of how they raised me. No complaints, but not parents of the year material. A lot of this was due to finances. I've been putting money towards food and utilities, but not the rent they're paying, as that was a cost that they were covering by themselves, and my being here hasn't increased it. Anyway, I've been investigating cash-outs, both through the company and investor groups, that will give you a bit more in exchange for being named as beneficiary. I'll probably stick with the company offer to get things moving faster. There's going to be some taxation issues, but the end result will be that my parents will essentially get an amount that will cover my funeral and possibly a really good second-hand car. I estimate that the amount I'll get will be enough for me to rent a nice condo near the beach. 
nice meals, maid service, some great experiences while I'm well enough, and some in-home care nursing towards the end. My parents have basically said that the life insurance policy named to them will set them up for life and allow them to buy a house and invest etc and probably even retire early. They're in their 50s and were probably going to have to work until they dropped. They're telling me that they made a lot of sacrifices to have me move into their house until they go to hospice, but I really don't see what that is other than the inconvenience of three adults in a two-bedroom house. One of them was going to give up work towards the end to provide some home care until I qualified for hospice, but my cashing out will mean that they can keep working. I get that it would be the noble thing to help my parents out, but I don't want to. I don't think OP could be the jerk in this situation. When faced with the reality that this is all you're going to have, and you yourself earned yourself an opportunity to kind of celebrate life and have a good experience before it's all gone, I say how can you possibly be the jerk for choosing that option? It would be noble, but this is OP's experience, and considering the hand that they were dealt, I don't blame them for trying to make it as comfortable and as awesome as they can, while they can. Also, I will say, the parents seem oddly giddy about life after OP. Oh, we're gonna invest and we're gonna retire early. Thanks for planning ahead, I guess. Our next story is from throwaway22314157. Am I the jerk for telling my sister to stop taking showers with her husband in my house? I'm female 32, my sister female 28, and her husband male 32 moved in with us two days ago after they lost their apartment to medical debts for their child, my nephew. My husband and I are more than happy to have them stay for a few weeks till they get this resolved. However, yesterday at 7pm, I was in the kitchen when my husband rushed in and said that he saw both my sister and her husband walk out of the bathroom. They'd most likely taken a shower together. My husband said that it irked him and I agreed that what they did was somewhat inappropriate. He asked me to speak to my sister on the matter and I did. She got defensive asking how this is affecting me or my husband in any way. I told her that it made my husband feel uncomfortable and would rather that they just take their shower separately. She started ranting about being overwhelmed by their son's health problems and not having some alone time together as a married couple and found this activity as a bonding time to spend together. I apologized for how she felt but requested that she just do as asked. She got mad at me and said that I was being inconsiderate and she didn't understand my husband's hang up on what she and her husband do. We started arguing and she stormed off to the guest's room where my nephew and brother-in-law are. She's not speaking to me, but my husband said I did the right thing by speaking to her and setting this boundary. Am I the jerk? Am I and my husband overreacting to this? I think OP is definitely the jerk in this situation. I could kind of understand it if you're like, please don't, you know, do whatever in the guest bed. Because, you know, it's possible to uh, leave your mark, so to say. But not only are they doing whatever in a place where it will be squeaky clean after they're done, I assume... But it's also the more green and economical thing anyways. Them showering together honestly is better for the environment anyways. You don't waste as much water. If I were them, I would end up obeying the rules by still having both of us go in the bathroom and shower one at a time with us both in there. Don't worry, stuck to your rules in that case. Our next story is from BridePhysics8375. Am I the jerk for only inviting some of my sister's children to my wedding? I, female 25, got married to my husband, male 25, in August. 
We kept it small and simple and didn't want too many guests due to budget, so we only invited close family members and friends. My older sister Dawn, female 38, has 10 children. 17-year-old boy, 16-year-old girl, 14-year-old boy, 10 and 9-year-old girls, a 7-year-old boy, a 5-year-old boy, two 3-year-old boys, and a 1-year-old boy. My parents and the rest of my family aren't religious, but Dawn and her husband are very hardcore Christians and believe that having lots of children is God's will. Obviously, inviting all of my nieces and nephews would be quite a cost. My wedding isn't child-free, but my husband and I decided it would be fairest if we only invited Dawn's three eldest kids. I've talked to Dawn about it and explained our reasoning, but she was really offended and said that I'm picking favorites. I told her I'm sorry, but 10 kids is a big cost on our wedding budget, and that we try to be as fair as possible. Dawn accused me of being a bridezilla and thinking I'm too good for her and her family. I told Dawn if she doesn't like it, she doesn't have to come, but that she's my sister and I really want her at the wedding. Dawn, her husband, and the three eldest did come to the wedding, but with other family members bringing small children, everyone was asking her about why not all of her kids were there. After the wedding, Dawn has been very off around me lately. She told me she understands how I feel about her babies and said that I'm a bad sister and a terrible aunt and has accused me of not respecting her religion and lifestyle. My parents and other siblings have been making comments like, Don't get too excited for XYZ. OP said only three people can come because there's too many of us. The comments have been getting to me a bit and I'm wondering if I was the jerk. If you're not having a child-free wedding, I could understand why maybe the 10-year-old and the 9-year-old should have been allowed. But overall, 10 kids, it's just, how do you even expect you to be able to bring 10 kids to a wedding? I don't think OP's the jerk because does nobody else see the optics of how you take care of 10 kids at a wedding? How do you take care of 10 kids at home? They must have like a well-paying job and some nanny work going on or something. Our next story is from Unlucky Aside 3033 Am I the jerk for telling my mom her dream for my wedding stopped being possible the day my dad died? My dad died when I was 7 years old. He was my favorite person, my mom's favorite person at the time, and I kind of think he was the person who could complement our personalities enough for us to be super close. Even as a little kid, I kind of knew that. It broke the two of us when he died. But then she found someone else. She found Luke. She married Luke when I was 9, and he became her person. Luke, upon realizing my dad had been the parent I was closest to, tried to fill that space and was unwilling to listen when I said that that space was reserved for my dad. It caused some tension. Over time, I let some things go. They would call themselves my parents or my mom and dad. I always called him Luke. I always told people close to me about my dad and would make sure it was known Luke was not dad. Our relationship now that I'm several years out of their house is amicable but not close. I don't hate them, but my mom and I still don't mesh well, and Luke still wants to try to fill that role my dad had, and I still don't want him to. Ever since I got engaged, my mom has been more present. She's told me how she always dreamed of this day, etc. Over time, she brought up how she and Luke couldn't wait to see him walk me down the aisle and give me my father-daughter dance and how they were excited to be the mom and dad of the bride. I told her none of that was happening. She told me it was always her dream though, that from the time she found out she was expecting a girl, she couldn't wait to watch me on my dad's arm and in his arms for a dance. I told her that was possible when dad was alive, but not when he was gone. She told me it was still possible. 
there was still my dad, Luke, and that he deserved it. They both did. I told her I was walking with my fiancé, and no father-daughter dance would happen. I told her he was not going to be listed as father of the bride anywhere because he is not my father. I ended up telling her to leave, and I went back to less contact. Then my mom showed up unannounced and started to tell me all about this dream again and what it meant to her, and I told her clearly, without hesitation, that her dream stopped being possible when my dad died, because he wasn't there to do that stuff, and that Luke was never going to be filling my dad's role for me. I told her she might be able to switch them out easily, but I was not. She left in tears, telling me I'd punished her for moving on, and punished my dad for not being Cal, my dad. That she and my dad deserved better than that, and I was spiteful. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk, and I think this is one of those situations where, because from the get-go they were trying to force this new dad replacement figure, there was never a chance for it to grow naturally. Maybe if Luke came in and was just supportive and loving without trying to force titles, without trying to be dad 2.0, maybe it would have gotten to that point. But if you're not going to allow that to possibly grow naturally and you're going to try to force it, you shouldn't be too surprised that there's going to be resistance the whole time. Opie's definitely not the jerk. And our final story of the day is from Information Primary 31. Am I the jerk for tipping and embarrassing my boomer father-in-law? I worked as a server in university, and my daughter worked at Starbucks and a local restaurant when she was in school. I know how servers earn their money. My father-in-law invited us out for supper for my mother-in-law's birthday. We went to a nice Greek restaurant in his neighborhood. The meal was fantastic, and my father-in-law said it was on him. Cool. My kids are well-behaved and know not to go crazy on their grandparents' money. I've known my in-laws for almost 20 years now. I know he doesn't tip, so I always bring cash and tip whenever we dine out with them. So after the meal, as we were leaving, I checked the bill and dropped 20% on top of his cash, more or less. I guess he accidentally left too much money once and made a big deal about getting his change because the server came running out with the tip I left. My father-in-law knew how he paid and it didn't include a $50 bill. He blew his top, saying I disrespected him. By doing this, I was implying that he was cheap after he took out my family to a nice restaurant. I was just trying to do right by the server. I wasn't trying to be a hero or a jerk. I just know that we took up a table for almost two hours and she deserved a tip. My wife is mad at me for upsetting her father. My daughter gave me a hug and said I was right. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here because... The fact of the matter is, these servers live off of tips, and it's undoubtedly an awful thing to do to not tip unless your service was that bad or you're that strapped for cash. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.